One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here with another three-man uh, Adventures in Hell World podcast. I am, as always, joined by Sarge. Hello. And the mysterious L. That's me, baby. Shrouded in mystery, just like always. Oh, a riddle and an enigma shrouded in bacon, as it were. So You're the uh, racer X of podcasts. Yes! He's got a mask on. You can't see his face, even though you can see his face. So it's pretty obvious who he is. But we don't know who he is. And it never gets resolved. Or maybe it did. I didn't actually... Brother. Oh, oh! It was the brother. I never knew that. You guys went on this 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 uh, fucking speed racer jag, and I, I I'm still over here confused as to why I'm wrapped in bacon. Uh, why wouldn't you be wrapped in bacon? That was the uh, quote by Winston Churchill about the Soviet Union, wasn't it? What, 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 why wouldn't the Soviet Union be wrapped in bacon? Right, exactly. Is that a real thing? No, it's not. Oh, it's, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he, he said that it's a riddle shrouded in mystery wrapped in an enigma, and people just take enigma and replace it with bacon. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot more delicious. Anyways, uh, in case you didn't know, this is a podcast that deals with QAnon, which means it deals with some bad things. So quickly, a little content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Thank you, Voice of QAnon, for that message. Uh, by the way, everybody, um, if you support the podcast and want to help us out, word of mouth is great. Letting people know we're cool is great. And if you really like us, you can donate on Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics and help us out. If me and the crew are not worthy of your cold, hard cash, then please donate to love146.org. They are an anti-human trafficking group who actually is fighting to stop human trafficking, unlike QAnon, who just yell and scream and tie up the phone lines of actual people fighting human trafficking preventing them from doing their jobs there are actual experts out there right now who are saying that QAnon is aggressively hurting their anti-child trafficking operations because they're monsters and they're morons so it's really good so do your part if you're financially able to if not word of mouth is the best we could hope for from uh, a lot of you but if you happen to have the extra money uh, you can either donate it directly to our podcast to help us try to get, get the good word out there uh, or you can donate it to an actual charity uh, actually fighting the good fight against QAnon. Either one is good. Yes, yeah. both options. Give us, give us money, fools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarge, just aggressively on the grift. The Martin Geddes yeah. of our podcast, who's just like, I'm a great man, give me money. Yes. I am grift compatible. 
Oh. Uh, I, I'm a mediocre man, so I deserve the money more than great men. Great men can get their own money. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now that uh, we have finished our uh, pro- groveling before the masses, as is the uh, result of late-stage capitalism for all podcasters' lives, it's time for the ultra-important exi- uh, part of our, seg- of our podcast known as Cues in the News. What's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week? It's time for Cues in the News. I feel, I feel like before, before we dive into cues in the news, let me just address something that might come up. Uh, if the audio levels are a little wonky, uh, it's because, you know, pandemic and all that stuff. Uh, we're not exactly all in the same room doing this. Uh, and we're figuring it out. So the audio stuff will get better over time. Uh, but, you know, we're, 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 just, we're just three stupid men doing our best during the global pandemic, which is totally a hoax. And don't worry about it. Uh, so, it will yeah. it will go away on November fourth after Trump wins all four, fifty states. Uh, uh, the Democrats yeah. will just admit that it was all a lie, and we'll just get back to living the good life we had before under Donald Trump, the greatest president America has ever known. That's when the the storm of late red October happens. <laughs> the, uh, red November, as it has yeah. been called in the QAnon universe, where uh, finally, after uh, three years of false promises, we finally get to. Uh, kill all the liberals and uh, make America great. And by great, I mean a Christian fascist dictatorship. Tom Clancy needs to come out with a new book for the November crowd. For, for these Q supporters that don't have anything to call November. Yeah. Like, Tom Clancy's most riveting new thriller, Azure November. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh shit. That's gonna be hard since Tom Clancy's dead. I don't know who Is Tom Clancy person. dead? Yeah. Okay, well then reanimate the corpse of Tom Clancy using adrenochrome and get him to write Azure November. <laughs> Or just have uh, Hugh take up the mantle of Tom Clancy. He become like TC Anon or something. Or we write the book, and we write it under the name Tom Clancy. You can't, you can't copyright a name. Nope, you, you can't. can't trademark a name. Nope, it's ours. It's ours it's, now. It's ours. That, that, that man's cold and have. dead in the ground, and now we are Tom Clancy. Yes. <laughs> we are Tom Clancy, and we are going to write terrible books for boomers that are going to get them all kinds of hard or moist, depending on how they express sexual arousal, and uh, then we're going to make lots of money off them, because we're going to scam them with stupid books. <laughs> books for boomers sounds like an incredible charity that we need to start. Yes. <laughs> Just add to the list of things we need to start. We need to write a book under the name Tom Clancy. We need to start a charity called Books for Boomers. We need to do our pop culture podcast, The Soft Boys. Yes. We, we need Books to... for Boomers like a like a, a loot crate kind of deal, but we send them just basic like uh, vaccines don't cause autism. And I'm picturing it as like one of those like son hates you. One of those book fair bookmobiles that just drives up to like white people cul de sacs with like you know Kelly and Conway's biography and shit like that. <laughs> Yeah. Paula Dean cookbook. Oh yeah, cookbooks and Tom Clancy novels. Just all, all, all your uh, boomer kids. D- Donald Donald Trump Jr.'s triggered book. Like anything that like obviously didn't sell and was just part of a massive scam. We just give them the boomers to make them feel better about themselves. Anything they sell in the the book aisle at Costco. Yes, absolutely. That's books for boomers, right there. We've we 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 found our niche. We're we're now canceling this podcast, and we're going out to buy a truck, and we're going to tour America, giving away books. Yeah, as, as a nonprofit that makes a ton of money. Yeah, the, the, the Republican way. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna be like uh, the Coleman for the Cure Foundation, where you just take all the money and then like run an ad saying breast cancer bad. Be concerned about it. Thanks. 
I love that. Start a deal and ask for money for a wall and then not build it. Yes, and then get arrested on a on a Chinese billionaire's yacht. What the fuck are we supposed to be talking about on this podcast? Uh, uh, that was Steve Bannon getting arrested a while ago. But yes, uh, L steering us back to the shores of rationality. Actually, not. But uh, our planned topic, as it were, was the fact that. Uh, Zane Maxwell had her uh, most recent request to keep depositions sealed and secret uh, rejected. So that information is about to be made public in the next few days. So if, I don't know, some security cameras in her wing of the prison suddenly stop working, uh, hashtag Zane Maxwell didn't kill herself is possibly going to start trending on Twitter any moment now. Now, I, I'm, I'm sure that most of our listeners are pretty savvy, but for, for, but for people like possibly that might not know who the fuck that is, uh, for once, I do know who we're talking about. But for, for people who might not know, uh, who exactly is Jazin Ma- Maxwell? Ernum J- J- Jen Maxwell? <laughs> yeah. She is a 4-5 that grants Forrest Walk to an enemy. Uh, no, she it was basically Epstein's madam. She was the recruiter of all of the children that he was using in his uh, pedophile ring. That is proof that Q is right about everything. Because Q barely talked about Epstein, except to say he was going to get away with all of it because he was rich and powerful and connected. So she she was Miss Frizzle on the Epstein Magic School Bus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sarge's horrified laugh. Was... <laughs> I mean, what, like, what, what, what else am I, am I going to do? She's a person responsible for trafficking large groups of young people. Sounds like a school bus to me. With a magical teacher. I mean, I don't know how magical she is. I, I like, I, I, I know of the woman, but I do not know about her magic properties. He- heavily implied she's some sort of sorceress. At least the bus is. <laughs> are, we ta- are we talking about Maxwell or Miss Frizzle here? Yes. <laughs> Both. Correct. So, yeah. So, this, uh, the, the thing that's kind of funny about all this is that there has been some reaction to this news in the QAnon community. And because the QAnon community is totally concerned about child trafficking and it's all they care about... Uh, somehow this is only rated like one-tenth of all the news about uh, Trump and Biden and the election and how we absolutely have to re-elect Trump or the world ends. It's really odd how this totally not a cult of personality based around Donald Trump being an infallible god um, suddenly forgets their supposed core values, concerns about child trafficking, and this woman who was a child trafficker, who is actually being tried by our legal system for her crimes, that she will probably be convicted of. And QAnon's like, oh yeah, by the way, that pedophile lady, yeah, they're going to get her. But now, back to Joe Biden having dementia and being in bed with the Chi-Coms and... Oh yeah, Q loves that picture of Maxwell and Epstein with the Clintons, but they never talk about the picture of Trump with them. Oh, keep your, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's always the excuse they have with this nonsense. They are always so defensive of Trump's entire life before he became president when he was basically just hanging around Epstein all the time and constantly talking about how he wanted to have sex with his daughter. Like, all of that was just his charming rogue subterfuge, and he was planning it to become the president the whole time. I mean, I sort of buy that maybe Trump was just uh, making sure that he was around Epstein so that way Epstein never got any designs on Trump's young daughter. Trump, Trump just needed to stick around and just be like, hey, if anyone's going to be fucking my underage daughter, it's going to be me. 
Now, I'm not saying that Trump has had sex with his daughter, because that would be salacious and possibly libelous. But we are or saying that he wants to. But I am saying that he is on record saying that he would love to. I mean, his daughter's beautiful, and it's just like, yeah, we're allowed to say that, but not you. I mean, we've belabored this point on, on, on a few of the podcasts already, but it's just like, it's just so so unreal. And also, like, you know, as part of as part of Q's narrative of, like, Trump being this untouchable god, like, you figure that they probably just have to, have to wait out how this, like, un- unsealing of documents plays out, because if, if, they, if they push all their chips in the middle... B- backing the system and how it works and how this uh, this pedophile madam is, is going to like drop names and she's going to blow the lid off of it. It's going to look real bad for them when she blows the lid off of it and just being like, oh yeah, I wrangled two 14-year-olds into a three-way with Donald Trump in 1998. <laughs> they pissed all over him in his bed. It was incredible. <laughs> They're going to be like, then they'll have to be like, oh, the, the cabal, the, they got to her. She's lying. <laughs> and she produces the tape of the kids peeing on Trump. <laughs> it's like fake news, deep fake. It's all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, their uh, burning hatred of reality that contradicts their narratives is the stuff of legend. It's real. They'll never accept anything they don't like. Um, which is why November 3rd could potentially be incredibly um, devastating to them. So, Mike, you're you're, you're a gambler. Uh, Vegas odds on uh, odds on uh, what's her name? Ma- Maxwell. Maxwell. Yep. Maxwell. Uh, odds on Maxwell actually living to see trial. What's the over under? <laughs> I would say uh, living to see trial is like the very slight favorite. I would say like living to see trial is like minus one fifteen, and uh, not making it to trial is like probably like plus one hundred five. So like it's a tight line. It's a very tight line because like I I don't feel like Hillary Clinton like parachuted into Epstein's like uh, prison cell all rainbows all Mission Impossible style, but I do think there were people that just sort of told him that like get lost buddy and i think that that's an enticing offer when you literally lived as an ultra rich one percenter your whole life and now you're going to spend the rest of your existence in a supermax where you spend 23 hours a day in an eight by eight cell and then you get to go out into a like an enclosed like outdoor space for one hour eat your gruel and then go back to your hole and get stabbed by a sharpened toothbrush <laughs> right i mean it's just, <laughs> it's just like like your life is going to be bleak shittiness until you die for the rest of your existence and before this you were like literally eating like 20 year old age steak and like having like five thousand dollar meals prepared for you that you didn't even pay for because you were just opulent and rich and this was your lifestyle and going from that to the eight by eight cell for 23 hours a day you know what i don't see why hanging myself would be a bad idea in that spot Uh, maxwell's in the same boat though here's a fun deal i actually found Sportsbook's advisor has has the odds on how she's going to die. Do you want to? I would love. Yes, uh, we'll list them and I'll try to give the odds. Okay, accident. Accident is, is it accident in quotes or is it like a real accident? Yeah, accident in quotes and then suicide in quotes. Oh god, uh, accident's probably the favorite at like minus two fifty, and then suicide's probably like uh, minus one twenty five. Accident, they have it two to one, and then suicide at three to one. Oh, I, these odds are, I think, based on assuming that something is going to happen to her. <laughs> and then we, we have killed, bracket, other prisoners are a patsy, then natural causes, heart attack, stroke, non COVID, and then COVID. <laughs> 
Oh, I should have seen COVID as being an option to bet on. Well, that, like as soon as soon as she got like like put in irons, there was like that they, they they were worried that she might have COVID because she had like some sort of symptoms. Uh, and that was like uh, Harvey Weinstein was either like uh, scared of getting COVID or had COVID, and everyone was like freaking out that this was how they were going to ice Weinstein before he could finally talk. Even though Weinstein's been in jail for like a year, you would think he would have already like flipped at that point. Dude, you you have no idea how far Patton Oswalt's reached, for, like. Uh, yeah. In any moment, Patton Oswalt could reach out and just veritably fucking break Weinstein's neck himself. So powerful is his pedophile reach. Yes. Patton Oswalt, literally like the head of the cabal, he sits on the left-hand side of George Soros. Lady Gaga obviously sits on his right-hand side. Like, that's, the, that's the power triumvirate. Big, big, big statue of Satan behind that. Big statue of Moloch behind Satan. Yep. <laughs> If, if anyone wants to draw that fan art for us, go go nuts. But yeah. Somebody's going to tag Patton Oswalt that shit. Yes. That 70s show, they've decided he gets to go ahead and go to trial for rape. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. That, that tends to be what happens when you rape people. It's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, not that America's system works that way, but hey. Wow, what, what an incredibly upbeat and uplifting first segment we've had. <laughs> Oh, but don't wait, don't worry. Our, this segment's about to get even more upbeat and glorious because we're gonna like sidestep away from the Ghislaine Maxwell potential death in prison to uh, the fact that the Trump 2020 campaign has decided that uh, we're not going to win this election through sanity or coherence. We're going to win this re-election by just going straight back to Pizzagate. We're just going to go the exact same playbook that happened in 2016 where the Podesta emails leaked mysteriously and then creepy lunatics and weirdos concocted bullshit around those emails to create the idea that John Podesta and Hillary Clinton were running a uh, child sex trafficking ring out of a pizza joint. Now we have... The Hunter Biden laptop, which was mysteriously dropped off in New York, even though Hunter Biden lived in Los Angeles, to a blind man who somehow still knew it was Hunter Biden's laptop, and they cracked that thing open like an egg, which is what you do. You don't go to the FBI and give it to them. You yourself go snooping around the emails personally, and he found some stuff that was really disturbing. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to tell you, but oh boy, this stuff is really explosive and really scary, and it's really bad. And Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are going to go to jail for forever now. And yes, and you have to believe me, you don't have to, Rudy Giuliani would never lie to you, he's an honest man and a straight broker, and so is Steve Bannon, and all of these people are totally on the up and up, and what they've seen is true and real, and now Donald Trump has to be president for life. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and like, I, I fucking, I, I kept up on, on this news a little bit, like, as it was breaking, uh, and uh, it turns out, the blind computer repair guy, which first of all, I mean, if you're blind, I don't want you I don't want you in charge of my computer repair. Like, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's being ableist, and if so, I'm sorry. But some stuff just seems like it requires sight, and computer repair is one of them. Anyway, his... touch. His, yeah, he, he, he learned how to repair a computer by ear. <laughs> He's a pinball um, wizard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh... in there, and he fondles the computer parts until they're fixed. What... Wait, I, so I missed out on this whole blind computer... Start from the top. There was a... A legendary blind computer. Okay, so yeah, like, like uh, let, 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 let me hip you to it, and, and Mike can jump in if I'm mistaken. So, according to this guy, uh, Hunter Biden and his team had, I think it was multiple laptops, three laptops, three laptops, three laptops that were that were malfunctioning and they needed to be serviced. They dropped them off to this guy's repair shop in New York. 
and he is like legally blind. He's not like actual like you know stick on the street blind or whatever. But okay. he, apparently he is legally blind. And at first he said that he did not know who the laptops belonged to. Uh, then later his story changed to, oh, I knew it was Hunter Biden. He introduced himself to me by name. Uh, so his story like completely changed uh, at some point from not knowing who they belonged to to knowing explicitly they were Hunter Bidens. Anyway, apparently the the Hunter Biden people left these laptops with him uh, to be repaired, and then just never came back for them. These laptops filled with sensitive information. They dropped them off there. They didn't come back for them in like the sixty five day period or whatever uh, that the the guy claims that the the Biden group was under contract with him for. So then, after the sixty five days, the laptops legally became his, so he could legally snoop around in them. And while snooping around in them, he cracked one of them and he found secret stuff. What sort of stuff? Don't worry about it. How damaging is it? Incredibly damaging. Why aren't we releasing it before the election? Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, originally, like, some of the stuff was uh, dealings with Ukraine, just like, all the kind of bullshit that they were throwing out there about corruption. Then QAnon, and not only QAnon, but some actual right-wing kooks who have existed in the world decided that, you know, Ukrainian corruption is great and all, but what could really sell this thing is actual fucking pedophilia. We're just going to go whole hog on this shit being just terrifyingly horrible and bad. And uh, the first person up on our list was Ron Watkins, the son of Jim Watkins, and the guy who basically runs 8kun while Jim just, like, is the owner of the place. And Ron Watkins tweeted out that he, quote-unquote, accidentally saw some child pornography and that the image was terrifying and disturbing and he forwarded it to the FBI and and he hopes that what he saw, the person who did the bad things to the child would be murdered for them, like, post-haste. Like, he wanted just an extrajudicial killing of this person for the bad thing he saw them do to this child in the child pornography that he, again, totally saw by accident. On accident. On accident. For the listeners at home who might not have ever been on a Chan or a Coon or one of these, uh, like, sketchy, terrible image boards, uh, this whole part of the narrative is, is laughable and ridiculous because, like, straight up, these image boards are and always have been a haven for people to disseminate child pornography. I mean, that was like 4chan's bag back in the day. It was one of those things where even if you were just like a regular, normal person that wanted to troll 4chan to try to find the dank memes before they became popular so you could be some sort of meme hipster, like you had to do so uh, while dodging the minefield of the frequent uploads of child pornography to these places. So for for somebody involved in the in the management of one of these image boards to be clutching their their pearls over this supposed child, supposed child pornography, uh, I mean that that should in fact be the way people react to it. But it seems kind of sus here. I mean I'm no Among Us player, but <laughs> if if this guy if this guy came to the table talking to me about that, uh, I'd be I'd be launching his ass out the airlock straight away. He, he hit the emergency meeting button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, emergency meeting, the guy who runs 8-Coon, he's talking about not wanting to see child pornography, and then cut to him circling out of the airlock into the vacuum of space. Yeah. So, apparently, so, so like, to, to, to end, so, like, the, the laptop, apparently, like, the laptops, like, this guy 
cracked him. He found Hunter Biden's secret pedophile stash and also Ukraine papers and all these smoking guns. Like, all fucking smoking arsenal. And then he decided to try to give them to the FBI and they, like, wouldn't take them or whatever. And somehow Giuliani got his hands on him. Is, is it, like, right, Mike? Yes, like, the guy was like, I sent this to the FBI and then I sent it to the man I trust the most on this earth, Rudy Giuliani. And Ru- 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 Rudy, I did not know that person was a Russian spy, Giuliani. Yes. And so Rudy, and today Rudy and Steve Bannon were out having a bro session. Uh, Steve Bannon, who's about to do 40 years hard time for his uh, fake wall scam. And they were like, yeah, the next 28 to 48, 24 to 48 hours, we're going to drop more Hunter Biden emails. And it's going to blow this thing wide open. Which is how you totally admit that this is an oppo dump and a rat fucking operation. That you're not dropping it immediately because it's so bad it needs to be seen right now. You're like, we could drop this now or we could save it for right before the debate. So maybe we could catch Biden unawares on a question he isn't ready for yet. So yeah, we're ta- we're timing this incredibly important matter of national security for maximum political gain vis-a-vis the debate on Thursday. But don't worry, but Biden's fleet of people that he has working the working the sticks while his cochlear implant just vibrates <laughs> messages into his brain. He'll be he'll be prepared for any question. Yeah, yeah. The the and the well with the new debate rules. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, they're they're muting the microphones now, so it's yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I mean, like they, they fucking have to. Donald Trump is an animal; he can't be trusted with a microphone or a or a Twitter account or anything. Uh, the, the the but again, Ron Watkins is just the piece of shit that's the son of the piece of shit that runs Aidkun. Uh, Wayne Allen Root is a crank and a moron. But he was actually uh, the libertarian candidate for vice president in 2008. He is uh, like a radio show host, a right-wing idiot grifter. And this prick, and he posted this on Twitter, and it got so much goddamn engagement, because Twitter's doing such an incredible job of tracking down QAnon and its adjacent conspiracy theory bullshit. But this is Wayne Allen Root's tweet about this. Breaking news, all caps. My sources, as high up as it gets, so literally Trump himself sent this to Wayne Allen Root, watched videos on Hunter's laptop today, all caps, just told me point blank, no rumor, they saw Hunter raping and torturing little Chinese children, Chinese government has the same videos, Biden is compromised, blackmail, can never be prez. So this is actual, like, real people who are in the world, like, actually just going out of their way to say, yeah, there's a Hunter Biden pedo video on the laptop and we have it. And I've heard from people as high up as possible that they've seen the Hunter Biden rapes a Chinese child video. It's real and it's legitimate and we can trust it. Wow. So I, I, I can't wait for this video to drop uh, in like tomorrow or the next day because it, because it totally exists and will totally be dropped. And then, boy, will our faces be red. Oh, man. They're going to drop this, and then they're going to drop the Hillary face carving video right behind it, and the Michelle Obama whitey tape right behind that. It's just going to be a, ca- a tidal wave, just a waterfall of dropped video and audio. They're, they're, they're going to print out all of the emails on the Wiener laptop and just like drop them like leaflets over every major American city. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to be... VHS tapes will just be raining from the... <laughs> the VHS tapes of Michelle Obama saying whitey will be all over us. They'll just be pelting us in the head. Ow, stop oh, it. Stop it. Thing? 
Is that a thing that they think? Yes. Oh, it was a a huge thing. It was this giant thing, like, going into the final two months of the Biden, uh, no, the McCain-Obama election. People were like, you guys are all confident Obama's going to win now, but once you wait, once Michelle Obama gets that, they prove that Michelle Obama said whitey on a a speech sometime many years ago, that's it. Like, America's going to run the John McCain and he'll be president. It's going to be great. They have, like... So what? Uh, who knows? But it was. I mean, it, yeah. What, whitey is such like a soft racial barb, <laughs> and also like white people have all the power. So who gives a fuck? Like Michelle Obama could call me a cracker to my face, and I'd be like, yeah, I, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah. I got called cracker one time, and I was just like, uh, okay. Did it, did it make you feel bad? <laughs> no, of course it didn't, because you're white. I'm white. Mike is white. We're all white. So we're, we're immune to that shit. Because first of all, no one has ever invented a good white racial epithet. It's never happened. Like, all of them are lame. None of them are offensive. I'm not offended by any of them. I've never met anyone who would actually be offended by being called, like, white bread or cracker or honky or redneck or whatever. So all the terms are dumb. And second, even if they did manage to invent an incredibly vulgar-sounding racial epithet for white people, if somebody throws one my way, what am I going to do? Is it going to make me any less white? Is it going to make my penis fall off? No. I'm still a white male in this country. Fuck it. Whatever. Call me whatever you want. Yeah, The world is still catered to you and designed for us. Period. We have privilege, which I know people don't like to hear, but that's just the way it is. Even if you're a poor white person, you're still better off than a poor person who's not white. Period. End of story. It's just how it works. You know why? Because like when a cop pulls you over, you're not fearing for your life. You're not worried. You have options. You have opportunities. You have like just the ability of being white makes you like better in society in in, in the racist worldview that is America. And that's did just you it. That? Did you did you hear they started filming cops again because they have international contracts they have to meet? Oh so God! The the international community loves watching. Our cops run down our meth heads, so they <laughs> they stopped. They canceled cops, but then they ha- they had international contracts to fulfill, so they've started filming cops again. I believe it's in Washington State. Oh, thank God! Well, I mean, they needed to start filming cops again because G four is coming back. <laughs> what? 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 I, I mean, that's the hey man. It's just the way it is. G four is coming back. They need content. Cops is there, just like when G four went off the air last time. Oh, thank God we are just trying to constantly spin ourselves back into these weird nostalgia clicks where it's like, that thing happened and this was the weird show that was around when that existed and now we're here again and the world never gets any better and everything just continues to spiral terribly. Hey, that, 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 that's why you wanted me as a co-host. You, you, you needed an aggressively liberal person to help navigate you through the pop culture vortex. <sighs> that's, that's all I live for, is to have your... Your steady hand on the wheel of American pop culture. Oh, Captain, my Captain. (laughs) We we live in a nation where our president wanted to keep filming his reality show from the White House. Oh, that would be so great. I I just imagine him talking about the ratings of his reality show while president. And be like, can you, I don't know, fix COVID? Do you really have to waste your time debating if you're going to fire Gary Busey or Meatloaf? Is that what America needs? And he was just, and, and, and you just like actually have like Trump on Twitter like debating with America if he should fire the loaf or not. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, you're fired. Yeah. Ratings huge. Oh, God. <laughs> Dr. Fauci's fired. Fauci gets up, solemnly walks out of the room. Meatloaf wipes away the flop sweat, gets to stay another week. He's just <laughs> like, oh, I thought Fauci sold that lipstick way better than me, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> 
like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Meatloaf, uh, Penn, uh, Dennis Rodman, uh, Roseanne Barr. Did you watch The Apprentice, no. Mike? I, I, watched, like, I watched it before it became Celebrity Apprentice. I watched, like, a half of the first season. Wow, you heard it here, folks. I, I, I am the reason why Trump is president. Yeah, you, you I'm the here. monster. Uh, I've ruined America. Mike likes to think he's so liberal, but yeah. then when it comes down to, to admitting whether or not you watch The Apprentice, I, he's right there. Guilty. Fucking hat in his hands, yep. l- looking down at his oh. shoes. Oh. Yes, yes, I watched The Apprentice, sir. Oh, tears streaming down <laughs> my cheeks right now. The pain of acknowledging that I thought Donald Trump was a harmless moron and not the genocidal monster he truly was I was I was blind I was an ignorant child back then so I mean the like, moron before the Republicans couldn't stand up anybody <laughs> with an iota more charisma than him to get the nomination. The thing that the thing that blows my mind about all of that was they just couldn't run to the reality of the wall when Trump was like I will build the wall and Mexico would pay for it it was a losing proposition for any Republican to say he actually can't do that folks it actually won't work out that way and then Trump was like, oh yeah, the wall just got 10 feet higher. And the Republicans were like, yeah, we're voting for the guy who's preaching a fantasy that will never happen. And all the other Republicans were like, god damn it. I mean, at that point, if you're Ted Cruz, wouldn't you just be like, look, if you vote for me, your dick will get two inches larger and I'll give you an extra hundred, couple hundred bucks a week. I mean, just, just fucking lie your ass off at that point. Just fucking... Yeah, I'll put bald eagles with... Uh, trained with guns on top of the wall. Right, right. I, Trump's gonna build a wall. I'll nuke Mexico. I'll fucking turn Mexico into a glass parking lot. Yeah, make them pay for it. I'll make, I'll, I will destroy Mexico and make them pay for it. Anything. I mean, just, just like, just keep, keep pulling the racism needle further and further down until you pin it. Create the most ridiculous fantasy possible. You're next, Canada. <laughs> but Canadians are white. But they're French. Yeah, they have to go. Yeah, we're, we're gonna invade Canada and Mexico. Go and destroy them. We're just gonna conquer the world if you vote for me. Like you might as well have just gone down that road. Just complete we'll batshit insane. And the tamales kill the rest. Yeah, exactly. All dressed chips. We don't even know what that fucking means. <laughs> Welcome to Mistletown. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was plastic. That was that would have been what they should have done. Like uh, after Trump promised the wall in Mexico, all the other Republicans should have said, "We're going to do Mexico and Canada, and then we're going to build seawalls so China can't get in through the Pacific." Just fortress America, and it's like in a, sh- in, in a shocking twist, Rand Paul is now president, and we're just building a giant snow co- snow globe around America to keep we're everybody just- out. We're gonna we're gonna look at the fucking automatic bubble from trouble broken up into a series of walls. Yes, just, we have a wall-based economy. The American dollar is replaced with the wall. <laughs> if you like me, I'll make sure that there is a wall around the border of every state. <laughs> yeah, just just literally walls everywhere. Walls fix everything. Make America a labyrinth again. <laughs> Every, this is a giant. Everyone gets the wall on their phone for yeah. free, and they can't delete it. Yeah, it's a free, it's a, f- a free wall app. Yeah. If you if you see a brown person you don't like, just turn on this wall app. It's pointed at them. Yeah. You can't get me brown person. I've got a wall. <laughs> but then they can have the ladder app, and that bypasses your wall app. No, they're always one step ahead. Or a tunnel app, or a rope app, or just a pushing on it pretty hard. <laughs> That was the greatest thing in the world when the wind just toppled that section of the wall. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, we forgot about wind. There's only one song allowed. The wall. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, is that the song? Oh, man, yeah. the, pay- the payoff of that was incredible. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Sarge. Got there. Just- <laughs> I was like, what song are you be thinking about? Oh, the wall. <laughs> 
Ugh, but uh, yeah, so this is like the ridiculously uh, stupid nature of like the political campaign right now. It's just we have nothing. We can't actually run on our coronavirus record. We can't run on uh, Joe Biden being a socialist communist lunatic. All we've got is uh, his son's a pedophile, and uh, China knows this, and they're going to blackmail Hunter Biden with his pedophilia, and that's why Joe can't fight China. Yeah, we and, literally have to mute our president. Like, yeah, we, we, we literally, yeah. And I just wonder, like, how many people are going to just self-immolate on behalf of the Trump campaign to peddle this bullshit? Like, how many people are going to be just like, you know what? You know what I wanted to go out on my sword with as a political consultant? Accusing my opponent of being a pedophile. That seems like a rational, issue-based campaign that I can put on my resume in four years when Tom Cotton or Ted Cruz or whoever the fuck it is runs for the Republican nomination. They're going to be like, hey, is, is Bob Jones doing any work today? I liked his pedophilia dig at Joe Biden. It really has got the people on fire. So I think we need to go with the guy that just like accused his opponent of being a pederist. I mean, that, that, it's a pretty fucking bold claim with nothing to back it up. So uh, I, can't, I can't wait for this mysterious laptop like information to hit the market and for all of us to be proven wrong. Oh, God. It, it is going to be so... Well, awesome. We're going to have to have an entire crow-eating podcast. Yes. <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're gonna to have to be on Twitch with actual crows that we have somehow murdered and cooked. And we will feast on them as the uh, truth of Hunter Biden's raging violent pedophilia is exposed to the world. And the Democratic Party uh, collapses because the drug addict son of the guy running for president, that's, that's what does it us in, is Hunter Biden. Joe Biden just wouldn't be like, oh, I didn't know my son was a pedophile. Uh, push him aside. Still win the election by about three points because no one cares. that Everyone fucking hates Trump anyways. But I just I just love this. I love that this is where we're at right now is blind shop owner and uh, Chinese billionaire or whoever are these people finding laptops that are falling out of the sky into their hands. It's totally. Un- and it's. To- yes. Yeah. <laughs> the daredevil of computer repairs he with echolocation he can figure out where the virus is on your computer and defrag it he is repair devil yes <laughs> yeah that's right that was that flowed way too well i was like this isn't gonna work then you're like repair devil and i'm like that's actually good yeah i, I mean fucking I marvel comics hit me up fall. yeah we, we can make a failed netflix show it'll get three seasons and then it will die because it doesn't integrate into your movies no pop culture reference oh away <laughs> Okay, well, it sure looks like we didn't have much to talk about in the news, because we've only been talking about the news for like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's the thing, we always go into the news segment being like, man, we got some thin gruel this week, cut to almost an hour into the podcast, oh man, we sure got, lo- we sure lost track of time and reality in the news segment. <laughs> it turns out you can, now, you can pad out almost any segue to three years ago. Yes. <laughs> And, you can pad out almost anything with pop culture references. Oh, that's... And, and we have. And we have. That's me. L's pop culture references are like the potatoes in your thing rule. <laughs> I live only for potatoes. That, that, that's the box quote for, for our fucking... For when we're, when we're pitching the podcast to, like, sponsors. Yeah. It's just like, they're like the potato... Their pop culture references are like the potatoes in your news gruel. And people are just like, get out of our office. <laughs> It's like, but, the, but it's COVID times. This, made, this meeting is digital. They're like, still, 
Get out of my office. They fly us to their office just to throw us out of their office, and we richly deserve it. You make all the Racer X jokes you could want. <sighs> oh, we are here for that. We are here for that. Bro, we're, we're in Q territory. We'd have to be Racer, like, at least three X's, maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're spooky right. groove. Yeah. <laughs> spooky groove and into the Matrix XXXX. Yeah, oh, we are so hardcore XXX597369. Uh, okay, so so where the fuck were we on the Q timeline? So uh, we're almost done, right? Yeah, we we basically completed every Q drop that matters. Uh, <laughs> when, when last we left, it was uh, October thirty first, two thousand seventeen, and Q had declared that everything was going to be fixed very soon, quote unquote, clean and swift. So we're we're really just on the short strokes here. We're really on the downhill. Just a, a few more days, and Hillary and Obama will be in leg irons being transported to Guantanamo Bay for their summer rehangings. <laughs> and when it doesn't happen, I'm sure Q will be the first person uh, dropping uh, knowledge on there and just be like, no, Clean and Swift wasn't describing how the, the how the justice was coming. I was talking about two more operators for the deep state, Mr. Clean and Taylor Swift. They're all in on it together. Pat Oswald is their overlord. I just love the idea of Mr. Clean being Illuminati. Yeah. That just works for me. It's almost as good as Pat Oswald being on a throne made out of like child orphans. <laughs> the, the the thing about uh, Taylor Swift is that like there was this whole thing about her being an icon for white nationalism, and she came out as a flaming lib, and they got really sad. And they were just like, <laughs> they're like, but Taylor, you're so white, <laughs> and she, and she's just like, yeah, and I'm still liberal. They're just like, boo, you make my pee pee sad. I like my sexual fantasies to be neo Nazis. And sociopaths, and finding out that you have empathy makes me sad. Oh man, so many that's, Q that's supporters. Our first just... T-shirt. I like my sexual fantasies to be neo Nazis. Yes, that's our first piece of merchandise. We're going to be putting on the on the website when we have a website when that ever happens. Fucking gotta imagine that they're just legions of Q followers, just aggressively pounding their meat <laughs> over the actress that plays Homefront and the boys. They're just like, oh, she's a white lady Nazi superhero. Oh my god. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, spoiler warnings for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you make a, a relevant pop culture reference? Oh, I know, right? I gotta, I gotta keep my shit from twenty years ago. Yeah, no way, you know, boy. When you find out what happens at the end of Jurassic World, you're gonna lose your mind. <laughs> uh, so. Anyhow, we were, we're clean and swift, and we're about to fucking finish this shit up, and the deep state's going down, which is exactly what happens in Q-Drop 23, where we win the game or something. Round 23. No right. MI has the same SAPs as NSA, CIA, etc. as designated post-9-11. Why is this relevant? Who can be held hostage and controlled? CIA thinks its foreign offshore assets are strong enough to defend against the U.S. executive, not accounting for military use on domestic soil. Why does the Constitution explicitly grant this authority to the President, and what is it to prevent? They knew our agencies would grow in power so much so they could, can, hold the executive hostage or engage with bad actors. Trump nominated someone new to direct every agency but one. He controls the top. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love the idea that George Washington knew the CIA would one day challenge the presidency for power. George Washington knew immediately. He's like, we're going to have foreign intelligence one day. Foreign intelligence that will kill John F. Kennedy and usurp the executive branch's power. And that's why he decided to regulate America's constitution the way he did. I, lo- I love the subtle audio level fixing that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just the most subtle thing ever. No, it wasn't subtle. I, I mean, it was, it was, it was aggressively this, brutal. This, this is the sort of, like, indie, indie spice that makes our podcast extra nice. Like, you can listen to the last podcast on the left, or you can listen to my favorite murder, or you can listen to my brother, my brother, and me. Those are all great. You should listen to them. But what, what I really want to listen to is Adventures in Hell World, because sometimes those motherfuckers sound like they have no idea what they're doing and we don't and we don't but uh yeah i mean the just the idea that the constitution was designed to prevent uh the fbi from getting too big for its britches it's like these things didn't work yeah i know a it didn't work and b i don't think jimmy madison was trying to figure out what uh, a federal law enforcement bureau was going to be when they were busy deciding how uh, the black people who didn't have any rights because they were goddamn slaves, if they would count towards the census so the white people who owned them could have more power in America. I mean, these were not the concerns of the agrarian oligarchs who ran America and formed our Constitution. You've never seen the Constitution. You don't know what it says on there. Oh, you're right. I'd have no... It mentions the FBI and CIA by name. You've yes. never read the document? No. I, I know that Nicolas Cage saved it. This is true. That is very important. I thought it was okay, a did he steal it? He stole it. And, and the Declaration of Independence, both of these things. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it was the Declaration of the Independence. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that movie in a hot minute. I just like referencing it because it's really funny. In fact, it's kind of embarrassing that I didn't know that because I, I, I summoned up one of those gifts for one of my catty Twitter posts the other day. So you're right. The Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are different. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> This Q drop is boring. Yes. Yeah. Once, once again, we're talking about Donald Trump being a power top, and uh, that's pretty <laughs> he, exciting. He controls the top. That's Donald Trump. Yeah. Would that make him a power bottom if he controls the top? He he, he determines when the top gets there. Does it I work? mean, I guess it depends. Like, uh, I, I'd certainly much rather picture Donald Trump as some sort of bottom than some sort of top. Yes. Uh, he likes to get peed on. We know that. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to picture him trying to fucking Mario Kart his mushroom into somebody's. Uh, Yoshi Speedway or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Mario Kart track name for a vagina. <laughs> oh boy. I think what it was called Choco Canyon for your backdoor fun loving people. Moo Moo Meadows. <laughs> Done. We nailed it. Oh man, we are so topical and witty. Desperately. God. 
the adventure. Once again, the skew drop is boring. Yeah, the skew drop is boring. So instead, we're talking about Mario Kart. We're talking about Mario Kart. Dirty Mario Kart puns. The the horrible level changes I had to do that involved the boing noise and all the rest of the crap that happened here. But yeah, the skew drop sucks because it's dumb and it's the kind of vague bullshit that Q loves to throw out there. Oh my god, why is it relevant? Came back. I love love that. Yeah. The why is this relevant? Like, like I can only show you the shape of the maze. You need to navigate through it. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why can't you just held fucking... hostage and controlled? Yeah. It's... Most of the Q drops are gibberish. This is repeaty gibberish and boring. Yeah. This is uh, this is Riddler Q once again, just kind of flailing, as it were. And um, that's all he's got. So now we get to the very bite-sized Q-Drop 24, which is uh, brief, but probably has a little more zip to it. Any person making statements they will not be seeking re-election was put in submission. For the betterment of the country, not all will be prosecuted and all will do as told. You will see more of this occur. Not normal, yet disregarded. And even on the D side. What the fuck is Q talking about? So is, is, this, is this like the the pro Q uh, m- like members of our government have put a muzzle on bad actors and they have decided that they will just bow out gracefully versus being prosecuted by Q's impossible punishment. Yeah, basically, this is uh, the people that have any Republican who's like, I will not seek re-election. They were a part of the cabal, and Q team went to them and said, "Look, don't try to run for re-election. If you do, we're gonna throw you in jail for forever for your satanic pedivore ways, and we're just gonna let you walk because we got bigger fish to fry than you." Even though literally the guy that QAnon likes to point out the most as being the person who took this deal was Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House at the time that this uh, Q drop is made. So we're talking about the guy who was like third in line of succession to the presidency. And that dude isn't a big enough fish for Q to like cuff and stuff and throw in jail for his uh, treason against America. I don't know who's bigger than the Speaker of the House, really, uh, when it comes to political power. uh, Besides like maybe the head of the Senate or like senators who've been around for a million years. But that's, like, absolutely uh, a top ten position of power in America. It's literally in the line of succession. Yeah, it's the third in the line of succession. Like, uh, that was the big fear after John F. Kennedy got murdered, was that the Speaker of the House was, like, some 80-year-old dude, and he was just like, oh, shit, if Lyndon Johnson catches a bullet, I'm the fucking president, and I don't want that shit. So, I mean, like, this is, like, a real thing. And Q's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Paul Ryan, treason committing genocidal monster... We let him retire and collect his rich one percenter lifestyle for the good of America. It's like you know what would be good for America: arresting people who commit treason and putting them in jail for treason. They're, sa- they're, they're saving the big moves for when they when they had the dirt on Obama. Like you, 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 you had no idea, but we we have the laptop. We got the secret tapes. We have Obama dead to rights, getting blown by Wendy Thomas, heir of the the Wendy's burger fortune and uh, she's just giving up neck like a champion to obama and obama's a married man so that is a that is a game ender yes and, and i found out i just found out i didn't know about this they think obama's married to a man yeah oh, not... you have not heard the legend of big mike oh my god i thought we have talked about this a million times no, no, we have no, not no. talked about this on the podcast i just found out about it like a week and a half ago uh, uh via 
dumb Q Twitter and yes, yeah, small Mike. We we don't we don't know about Big Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Big Mike is literally like, Big Mike has trended on Twitter like pa- twice in the past two months. It just comes up on my Twitter feed like trending now. Big Mike. And I'm just like, fuck you, Jack. Fuck Twitter. This is like the most ugly, transphobic, racist shit in the world. And these assholes just can't help themselves with it. And uh, today, one of these pieces of shit uh, on my Twitter feed uh, was like, oh yeah, by the way, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who is a woman, is also a man. And there's this video of her, like, walking down a hallway, getting ready to give a speech or something. And she has a clothing bunch in her groin area, so she's totally a dude. Because there is this just weird subculture, and it's not even just, like, QAnon-based. It's, like, alt-right, incel, just woman-hating, like, just brain-melted worldview stupidity that all women we hate are not really women. They're men. And it's just, like, a part of, like, society that's, like, so sick and fucked it's up. The weirdest misogyny I've ever seen. It really is. It's just, like, if you're a powerful woman that I hate, you can't actually be a woman. It's really bizarre. And it's really fucked up. And I would love to know the psychosis behind it. But it's, it's always there. I mean, like... Uh, one of the guys in my on Twitter replied to me, and he was like, well, this is like the racist trope that black women aren't feminine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the Prime Minister of New Zealand is white. She's incredibly white. And they're <laughs> still calling her a man because they just fucking have this need to just see a woman in power doing something they hate. Because New Zealand was like, we're locking the whole fucking country down to get rid of COVID. And they won. Like, they've crushed COVID better than any country in the world. And it's like, a woman in power who's successful, that's doing things I don't like dude gotta be a dude 100% a dude it's just it's just a bunch of fucking white incels just being furious about their own sexual insecurities and projecting outward right like it's like they uh they think these these women in power emasculate them by having more power than them so obviously they have to be a guy and or they don't think the people uh, in question are attractive and therefore they are useless as women to them because incels like they, they deserve to fuck and what they want to fuck is what's important so they're just like oh Michelle Obama I'm not attracted to her because she's black so she's a man or like I'm not attracted to this other prime minister because she's like a person of age so she is a man or like you know like we hate pedophiles so much because deep down I'd really like to have sex with my 14 year old neighbor but oh my god no pedophilia is wrong and I hate it it's like Y'all protest too much. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about, like, almost all of these people that are the ones running around with the sandwich boards, like, saying homosexuality is a sin, you're going to burn in hell. They're always the ones caught fucking the pool boy. They're always the ones that end up, like, just being repressed gays who think everyone else is living in the same world they're living in where you have to fight off the naughty urges to sleep with the men 
when it's like, you know, you know what I have? I just have a dumb heterosexual brain. I think women are attractive. I am not attracted to men. It's never been a choice for me, which is why I know being gay isn't a choice for people who are gay. I know their brains are wired that way. Your brain is like a piece of hard, it's, it's the, it's the hardware. It's not software. You can't make your brain go, no brain, no, make the woman bad, make the man good. No, you can't do that. And you can't switch it either. So it's, I mean, it's, you can, but that's how you become a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, also, I don't know what sort of childhood you do, you have, but I fondly remember that day when when L was a young nine-year-old lad and woke up one day and decided, you know what? Pussy it is for me. That's what I want. Nine-year-old L was just like, I've, I've thought about it, I've scrutinized it, I've, I've internalized it a lot until now. Mom, Dad, I've thought about it, and cock is not for me. I want that wet-ass pussy. And my parents were just like, good, good job, son. You, you've made the right choice. You may further propagate the species. And, and then they had you fill out the paperwork for your heterosexuality. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got the card. Yeah, exactly. And everything. And then yeah. on the, they, were just like, they were just like, so you're heterosexual. Do you want to be a filthy liberal or a red-blooded American conservative? And I was like, filthy liberal, please. <laughs> when you're nine years old, you, you set yourself up for life. It's like, it's like the character selection mode at the start of a game. Yeah. Do you, do you want to be a warrior or a wizard or... Or a warlock or a wizard? Do you want to be straight or gay? Everything is, and you can't you can't reset the file. Those picks are in; they're, they're baked in. Choose, choose your genitalia. Yes, choose the genitalia you're interested in. Yep. Bing bong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So what we're saying is this Q-drop is also boring. Uh, it's boring. We're just, we're just really punching tonight, man. Yeah. Fucking, it's close to election time. Q is being boring. Well, this is old Q. New Q might be more exciting. No, new, new Q is just uh, links to Fox News and screaming, Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop, you won't believe it. I mean, he's, he, he's just... <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> just like everything. It's all the coming. The most recent Q-drop is a broken link. But... <laughs> I bet a lot of these people talk shit about Bernie Sanders and like his inability to make good on any of the promises he was making. It's just like, dog, Q is the like, you, d- d- don't worry, Daddy's just stepping out for smokes. He'll be right back. Like lying is liar of all time. Like, look, <laughs> like, like I said on Twitter, Q followers are always edging, never reaching climax. <laughs> yep, that's their that's their lot in life. That is their absolute pathetic existence. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully, like I'm, I'm reading ahead slightly. Hopefully, hopefully, Q drop twenty five spices up Q drop twenty four because it is apparently a fo- direct follow up. Uh, and Q Q drop twenty five, which, as you and I all know, is the final Q drop ever posted, as we are about to read right now. Follow up to last post. Return to comments. Read Pelosi and John M. Some of us refuse to say his last name for a reason. This all has meaning. Everything stated. Big picture stuff. Few positions allow for this direct knowledge. Proof to begin 11-3. We all sincerely appreciate the work you do. Keep up the good fight. The flow of information is vital. God bless. So Q just signed off. It's over. We're done here. Yeah, we did it. We did it, boys. We did it. Q Q is finished. His mission, his life's work was to get this information out. He did it. He banged it out. Success. Pop the cork. The world's going to be saved in two days because this is November 1st. And the Brute's going to begin November 3rd. He's out of here. Q drops the mic and he's out the door. Why is John McCain Voldemort? Like, why are we not saying his last name? Uh, because QAnon, uh, because McCain voted uh, down the repeal of Obamacare, and McCain was kind of the guy that Trump was bristly and prickly with. And um, it's because he's a prisoner of war. 
And uh, that means he's a loser, and we don't talk about losers. Yes. So basically, uh, the whole Trump-McCain pissing contest made Q pick their side, which was Trump, obviously. And then, after all that shit, uh, we got to um, the fact that now Q decided to magnify his hatred of McCain to the point where... Uh, at this point in the QAnon mythos, Trump McCain is known as No Name. We don't speak his name. We fucking hate him so much. Really? Yes, so I'm not even joking. Like child, child, petty and childish. Yes, it's that petty and childish. John McCain is known as No Name. It's so incredibly <laughs> dumb. And um, so, wow. th- what's really funny about this drop, and this happens a few times in the first 72 Q drops, is Q realizes he's hitting the deadline, and that. It's not going to go well for him. That the deadline's going to come and go, and nothing's going to fucking happen. So he's trying to get out of town. And I don't know if this is a fight between uh, Riddler Q and and Penguin Q, or what's going on. But repeatedly, Q tries to lay down the mantle of Q and flee the country in the dead of night to not have to be left holding the bag when November 3rd rolls around and the tanks don't roll through Washington, D.C., and the military doesn't arrest Obama and Hillary and everybody else. But something happens where someone else in the crew is like, no, bro, no, keep it going. Keep edging them on. Keep freaking them out. And the guy's like, okay, I'll keep writing this dumb shit. It's going to look really bad when this all blows up in our face in two days. So you can see this intra-squad dynamic between the egging them on cue and the, guys, this is going to go real fucking bad cue. It's really weird. And yeah, especially because, you know, and like... The, the, this knowledge required me to, to gaze into the future of the Q-Drop slightly, but uh, Q-Drop uh, number 25, which we just got done with, uh, is Q... It sounds like Q sort of signing off, at least temporarily, at least maybe for the night, or maybe for a day, let, let all of his predictions come to pass. Like, Q's not going to be around for a little while. Just like I'm kidding, Q-Drop 26 is seven minutes later. <laughs> he, he signs off for all of seven minutes before getting back on that pony. He's just like... Guys, we really appreciate what you do. We're out. Like, Tito Completo, we're done here. This is Q saying, God bless, and keep being an American patriot, and I'll talk to you later. Seven minutes later, hey, it's your boy Q, <laughs> and I'm back, and I'm here to do a little soft shoe for you, boss. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it's so schizophrenic. It's so absolutely bizarre. So uh, I figure we, I will uh, turbo 26 and 27, and that will uh, finish our Q drops for this episode. Then we'll go to listener questions. These are both uh, very quick and very short. Yeah, just run them back to back. Let's get yeah. through it. Yeah, just run them back to back, and we will talk about them afterwards. Give them to me. I want them. Think about it logically. The only way is the military. Fully controlled. Save and spread. Once 11.3 verifies as first marker. Biggest advanced drop on pole. And 27. Wow, he is really doubling down on the November. Not everything can be publicly disclosed because so much ties back to foreign heads of state. Much will be revealed. We want transparency, but not at a cost we can't recover from. What does that mean? (laughs) It means that if we we expose the Queen of England as being like a child-eating Satanist, 
like England would fall along with America and everything else. We don't want to destroy all of the world's societies at once. We want to convict a lot of the satanic pedivores, but not so many of them that we actually break civilization and uh, humanity is back to hieroglyphics in the Stone Age. It means so that if you knew... He was saying he has knowledge so damning that if, it, if he gave it all out right now, we would just be in Mad Max world tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, dude. If you knew what Q knows, you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> you couldn't deal with it. You couldn't handle it. It, 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 it would cause it would cause your your tiny brain to fracture like an egg. <laughs> your head would explode like scanners. You would just start shaking a lot, and then you just just red salsa. Your just head yeah. just turns into a pile you, of goo. Your, your, your neck would turn into a Takashi Miike style <laughs> fountain of blood and viscera. Yep, and that'd be the end Think of you. Think about it logically. The yeah. only way is the military. Fully controlled. Save and spread. <laughs> yeah, spread them. Yeah. I know that's not what he spread. means, but it still sounds gross. Yeah. Can, can we talk about how gross the word spread is <laughs> in a vacuum? It's not great. <laughs> but Other people spread. are complaining about the word moist or yeah. the word damp or whatever. Spread. I mean, spread is... Like, I've had a lot of good times spreading stuff, having stuff spread for mm-hmm. me, but it's still a gross word. It's not a great he word. Uses he uses an ampersand there for no reason. <laughs> he just he just decided to bust. He couldn't write and. He was like, you know what? I'm going ampersand on this one, motherfucker. I'm going hard. Well, that's because this is another one of his cryptic riddles. Secretly, Save and Spread is the name of a convenience store somewhere in the Midwest, which is going to be where the next Pizzagate's going to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. No. We're, we're going to find the adrenochrome facility hidden tactfully under the Save and Spread in Omaha, Nebraska, and that's going to be when the lid blows. That, that's what happens on November 3rd. Yes. On November 3rd. I, on November on 3rd, Boise, Idaho. On November 3rd, Patriots burn the save and spread to the ground. <laughs> and then I hope they go after the come and go, because that is kind of pornographic in its nature, in the nature. So, so save and spread, the fake name of a convenience store that I just made up, more or less displeasing to the ear than come and go. <laughs> That's a, that, 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 that should be that should be our fucking adventures in hell world Twitter poll of the week. Yes, exactly. I feel you, dirty. I feel you, more dirty than you, I have. You, the, about you the listener for like two months. You yeah. the listener have all the power. You can determine. <laughs> ha- hashtag hashtag our Twitter accounts. Are you hashtag <laughs> save and spread or hashtag come and go? <laughs> Make your voices heard. <laughs> I don't like this game you've started. No, this game like is great. This is called community engagement, Sarge. Oh man! <laughs> but no. now, now what's really hilarious uh, is this is all painfully obvious that Q is talking about uh, November third, and there's no two ways about this. That this is obviously November third is what eleven three is. The pieces. I don't of know, sh- Mike. I don't know. Okay. Here. I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. So the pieces of shit that promote QAnon uh, have followed this very logical, very coherent, um, obvious thing to uh, the modern day uh, Durham, their big hero who was going to arrest Hillary and Obama for all their crimes. He got some guy uh, to plead guilty to one charge of like falsifying information on a warrant. And that guy's name was Kevin Kleinsman. 
His first letter is K. His first, his last name's first letter is C. That is eleven three. So Kevin Kleinsman, who got arrested two and a half years after the skew drop, was the actual marker to signify the downfall of the cabal. And uh, by the way, nothing ever, else, nothing else has happened. Fuck every one of these idiots. They're just Fuck. the retconning and the fitting in of bullshit to things that were already explicitly stated is so incredible with these people. It's it's breathtaking. Their dishonesty is the stuff of legend. They're the best. They're the absolute fucking best about this. Shit. Like I said, it's the, the, their whole fucking thing is just it's just exactly that movie, National Treasure, which we're bringing up on the podcast now for the second time. <laughs> Because it, it is, like, so very cute. Like, when, when their shit doesn't come to pass, they're just like, well, 11 and 3 are, like, hands on a clock. And if you stand at Stonehenge, the 11 points at this constellation, and the 3 points at this constellation. And when you take the mist about those constellations together and apply it to the Declaration of Independence and Ben Franklin's secret sex bathhouse, you'll get the, the cipher you need for the locker at LaGuardia, which has the wiener laptop in it, and boom, then it's going to pop off. <laughs> And it's just Wait, like, give me your water bottle. I need to look at the five dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, we need to go Numbers get on that. We need to go get Ben Franklin's secret bifocals so that we can decipher the the hidden secret invisible ink clues left on this napkin that Elvis Presley used like back in the fifties, and it's gonna it's gonna break this whole thing wide open. And like to any rational person, you're just like, wow, all of the hoops that you're jumping through sound completely fucking crazy, almost crazy enough to make a wacky movie about but to Q supporters that shit sounds just like the truth it's just like I know the truth when I hear it and the truth is gibberish yes Uh, so, uh, we did get a, a deluge of listener questions, as oh, it were. Oh, shit, a veritable oh, deluge. No. Yes, a, yeah, cornuc- a cornucopia of questions. You know, I, I, I would like to apologize on behalf of Q for the Q drops we went over this week being so fucking boring. Like, the, this is what I was saying when, when, it, when we first started this, and I was talking about it being a boring roller coaster. Man, like, every once in a while, it's peaks and valleys, but they're mostly valleys. The, the, this is a poorly engineered roller coaster. Right now, right now, we're winching our way up to a glorious drop at some point in the foreseeable future. But right now, you're just hearing the gears grinding on this ancient roller coaster. And you're hoping we're going to make it up the hills. Right now, it's like you ever the... wonder why I cheer for every time Satan shows up in yeah. one of these Right now, it's like the awkward part on that roller coaster. Like, if you've ever been on one, like, sometimes they have, like, the awkward moments where you're, like, on ground level and you're going slow from, like, one thing to another. But it's awkward because there's that fence there separating you from the other animals, I mean, patrons, at the the amusement park. And they're just sort of gawking at you as you're on your ride and you're, like, looking over and it's a little uncomfortable. That's the part of the ride we're on now. Yeah. The shitty part of the ride. Yes. So, uh... So hopefully... So, listeners, the power's in your hands. Your questions need to bring us on home and, and continue to make this podcast sort of listenable. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, we're right. just going to be talking about National Treasure a lot. Yeah, otherwise we'll keep talking about National Treasure and other older references. <laughs> so, uh, Everything is Awful, which is an incredibly apt name for both the, the, the current state of Q-Drops and where we are as Americans right now, says... And where we are in our podcast right now. Yep, all these things. My question, why do you insist on being so wrong about the Beastie Boys? Oh, so this one's directed at me. Uh, I'm not wrong, man. <laughs> Like, look, you, you can love the Beastie Boys all you want. I'm not the stuff you like police. I'm just saying that my personal opinion about the Beastie Boys, which also happens to be correct because I'm a genius, is that their beats were great, but the ra- their rhymes were whack. Like, it's sort of like beat poetry. You can, like, always say stuff in a certain way to make you sound like 
you're doing some beat poetry and make it sound like you have more behind your words than you really do. Right? Like, you can do weird shit with, 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 with the human voice like and that. And cadence. Right? Cadence, timbre, like, meter, and all that shit. Like, you know, the, the, that's just, like, English 101 shit, right? Well, the BC Boys, like, all their rap sound like this because they were from the 80s. This shit sounds really whack. And if you like it, you might also be whack. Because that, that is the Beastie Boys dog. That was just like a perfect Beastie Boys song. You throw that shit over some sick beats, and that was a platinum record back in like 1988. Because it was the stupid ages. Nobody knew what they were doing. Like, now is the year of our Lord 2020. Almost 2021. And we can appreciate the Beastie Boys as being an important milestone in rap history without continuing to pretend like their rhymes were sick. They weren't. They did it like this. They did it like that. They did it with a wiffle ball bat. Fucking poetry. Oh, my God. Oh, they did it with the wiffle ball bat. Ah, I what see are it. your feelings on Brass Monkey? Oh, oh that funky monkey? <laughs> oh, man, wow. I, I, you see, I, I talked all this shit about the Beastie Boys, but I forgot about all of their incredible songs where their <laughs> lyricism was on full display. I mean, maybe there are Beastie Boys deep cuts I never heard about because all of their singles sounded fucking corny as shit, so I just avoided the Beastie Boys for a long time. Uh, so if you have a deep cut that you think will prove me wrong and just be like, yo, the Beastie Boys had chops, even back in the day, they're like, break it off for me. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody showed up with a Beastie Boys deep cut and they were just like, they were, gr- they were great. And they, sh- they they fucking post a song off of like the Intergalactic album or whatever. Where it's just like, oh yeah, the Beastie Boys became incredible rappers after, and rappers after doing it for 20 years? What a shocker. <laughs> I'm just saying, vintage Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys everybody loves, like Paul's Boutique and all that shit. That, the, those raps is corny, dog. <laughs> I have never been uh, hardcore on the Beastie Boys or anywhere. The only thing I'll remember is engaging a Beastie Boys fan back in the day and them being indignant at me that the Beastie Boys were not rappers. They were adamant about this point. They were like, they're not rappers! And I was like, they're not rapping? And he was like, no, they're not rapping. And I couldn't get... I don't, I don't know if he was saying they were spoken word poetry. I don't know what his argument was. But his argument was that the Beastie Boys are not rap, which blew my mind and the conversation could not continue in any logical way because I had no answer to that. I couldn't even react to it because I have always like known them as a rap group. And there was like a I remember like hearing stories about how on the bills for their shows, they would not show themselves because they were white rappers at that time. And that was like kind of unacceptable to be a white group that was rapping. So, I mean, they certainly broke down barriers. I mean, they're largely responsible for like the fusion of rap and rock that eventually turned into like what we know as modern day, like rap beats and also in its own way contributed to the, the birth of rap rock, which for then in turn new metal, which for better or worse, like all this stuff has like roots that you can trace the genealogy of to the Beastie Boys. So I'm not saying they weren't important. I'm just saying that, like, compared to a lot of other rappers, even rappers that were sort of like their contemporaries, they were kind of corny. And, like, they, they got where they got because, they like, like, you know, at the time, they had a gimmick. They were white boys. They were rapping about white boy shit. Like, having house parties. White people house parties. Where they did it with a wiffle ball bat. And, like, they, and they were drinking that funky monkey or whatever. But, and you, you know, had to fight for your right to party. macaroni and cheese. Did you say they had a rap about macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what you're referencing specifically, but yeah, sure, I, fuck I'm it. pretty sure they did. That sounds very Beastie Boysy. I'm just saying, l- listen to Aesop Rock and then try to tell me the Beastie Boys are good rappers. Yeah. Like, Aesop Rock is Lily White too, but th- that dude can spit. He has his own problems, but the, <laughs> the, the, the tongue-twisting nature of his rhyming is not one of them. 
so uh, thanks for the question. Now that we've hammered the Beastie Boy <laughs> question, which was very important. Also, for what it's worth, this Beastie Boy thing, this is just an L thing. It's not an Adventures of Hell World thing. I don't think Sergeant Mike has an opinion about the Beastie Boys either way. I just happened to watch a documentary about their importance, and I was just like, you know, they are important, but they also kind of suck. I've always thought that their raps were like very uh, sort of like fit the scheme like very difficultly like there was i don't even remember the line before it was but there's like one on intergalactic where like i'll stir fry you in my walk and it's so clunky and so just working its way to make the timing work that it's just like you can just tell that they're about the beat they're about the funky but the noise beat is sick. Even, right. the, even the beat right. on that song is incredible right. exactly. that, the, the sampling is great like yeah their beats are on point the rapping is pedestrian. The, the rapping is in service to the beat. It really yeah. is. So, uh, Chris uh, Palum- uh, Palmiro, I'm very sorry I'm butchering your name and I'm terrible at names, says, a blue check posted about Q today and said it's ridiculous for New York Times to frame them as going after both R's and D's. I was frustrated with the main disagreeing comments while they go after McCain and Rhinos. If you could address whether this idea that they are tr- they truly are target R's is legit, to me, it's they're saying if someone isn't R enough, that means them- they themselves are operating in an R framework. Yes, it is absolute bullshit that Q attacks R's and D's. Uh, the New York Times is uh, posted that uh, headline, and I wanted to put my fist through a wall because it's bullshit. The only R's that get attacked by QAnon are people that are insufficiently loyal to Trump. They, it's all bootlicking all the time. That's all they want from Republicans. And... Before the 2018 midterms, there was a Q drop that was literally just an American flag with the words around the words above it and below it saying "Save America, Vote Republican." So, like, when the chips are down, when Q has to give a shit about something, he wants you to vote Republican, and he is adamant for you to do so. He's not subtle about this. Q is all about electing Republicans to office, and then he'll piss and moan if they don't suck Trump's dick hard enough. But that's it. Like, uh, he wants you in office with an R next to your name, and then he will see your loyalty to Trump and judge you on that. So, uh, yes, uh, the New York Times... I, I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, New, the New York Times in that article made me just want to fucking, like, punch bricks. It was, I mean, we, we've been reading through the Q drops, and it's pretty obvious so far that they are... That, that Q's, you know, headspace is not cut both ways. Like, Q, Q, Q is not some sort of neutral party that just wants what's best for America, be it coming from a Democrat or a Republican. Like, every everything that Q is about, soup to nuts, is Republican playbook. <laughs> Uh, Chairman Walker's inquisitive question says, how y'all doing today? Tried anything tasty lately? And adds, this is not some sort of jab. I generally care about food. Uh, who doesn't care about food? Um, anything especially tasty recently? Well, I had a new Thai dish that I really liked. Oh, yeah? Scintillating. What was it? Uh, do let me look. I don't remember the name. Oh, well, yeah, well fuck it, uh, yeah, you, uh, d- d- like, don't start something unless you got something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I traveled, uh, I've been to a place recently that's had a little more access to, to Greek food, so I managed to, I managed to have a little, a little moussaka recently, which I'm a, f- a big fan of, uh, fucking, you know, not, not anything too crazy, I've been eating a lot of fish recently, lots of, lots of healthier uh, you know, salmon steaks, a little bit of rice for your grains, and then some fucking roasted up bell peppers. That was that was what was for dinner last night. Uh, so nothing especially great, but 
you know, that moussaka was good. I haven't had some in a hot minute. Yeah, I, uh, we, me and Elle had a uh, pregame uh, meal at a joint, and they, I went there exclusively for breakfast food, because they have incredible breakfast food, and when we got there, there was like, eat lunch, idiot. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So I got this mountainous burger that defeated me, and I am a husky dude, and people are like, oh man, big dude eating big food. It's like, nope, nope, couldn't do it. That that uh, giant burger defeated me quite uh, handily. Uh, it was fine. It was a burger. It wasn't anything to write home about. I'm not going to be bouncing my grandkids on my knee talking about that burger, but it was a thing that happened, and it was recent. So that's all I can say on that front. All right, we vamped for you. Sorry, did you find out the name yeah, of that dish? It's, uh, it was uh, Thai Singapore noodles. It, it's just something uh, from my favorite Thai joint that I hadn't had before. And it turned out to be very good. Nice. Put a flyer on it. It worked out. Oh, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it's not, it's not that recent, but a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine was uh, nice enough to make me a big a big heap and helping of kheer, uh, a.k.a. payasam, which is like a sweet uh, Indian rice pudding. It's kind of thin. Uh, it was delicious. So, you know, if you ever get a chance and you, you just want something that you, you can eat cold or hot and it's just like a good, like, feel good, lightly sweetened treat, uh, go ahead and make yourself some kheer. Highly, highly recommended. Uh, Trunks is here, which is a reference that we haven't gotten to yet, but it does exist in our world, uh, says, what's Trump's path to electoral college victory? What counties does he have to flip in the swing states? Are the, are the swing states going to be active QAnon war zones after November 3rd? Um, his path to electoral victory is by stealing the election. He actually cannot win this thing on the uh, merits. He is hopelessly behind in all the polling, in all the battlegrounds and everywhere. Fucking states that were like sure things slam dunks for him last time around, like Arizona and North Carolina, he is losing in. I think his like campaign has basically admitted they can't win Arizona at this point. Like, um... The only things that can possibly happen here are Biden wins or a uh, civil war. That's pretty much the way this is going to work. Either Trump is going to aggressively try to steal this thing, and the American people are going to eat shit and accept that, or he's going to try to steal this thing and the American people are going to tell him to fuck off, or Biden's going to win in a landslide and Trump's just going to like pout like a baby in the White House and then flee to Mar-a-Lago and then flee to Russia to avoid being tried for his crimes. So, like... There's really no political strategy here. There's no, like, uh, brilliant maneuver he could do in order to try to, like, curry favor with some voters somewhere. He's just a deeply unpopular idiot who's presided over a murder plague that has killed 200,000 Americans. And we're not about to, in the 11th hour, go, you know what? Let's give him another try. Maybe four more years of this and we'll he'll turn it around. He'll figure out this presidenting thing. Maybe the first four ones weren't so good, but the next four will be incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, I think it's pretty safe to say that the only way Donald Trump can win this thing the second time is the way he won it the first time, which is through trickery and deceit. And unlike QAnon out there banging the drum about the cabal and the pro-liberal trickery and deceit, uh, Donald Trump's trickery and deceit has been proven, and the man has been impeached. And many of the people working under him have been fucking cuffed and stuffed in the way that QAnon keeps insisting is going to happen to Democrats, but doesn't. Because it turns out that while Democrats may not be perfect, they certainly seem to be convicted of a lot less egregious crimes than Republicans. I mean, maybe that's just me, but it sure seems like whenever I hear about somebody who's got, like, secret, secret pedophile laptop or, like, hard drives or, like, secret money shuffling that defrauded a company or the country out of millions of dollars... These sort of things are typically Republican things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Based on solely on early voting, 
Trump is losing Texas, but for all that that means. Uh, Right now on Predict It, you can get such an incredible value on Biden winning Texas. It's like the ultimate value play. It's like, like... on predicted right now, I think like Trump's odds of winning are like thirty five cents on the dollar. So like you're literally winning thirty five cents if you just bet on Trump to lose right now because it's just it's just ridiculous. And I know everyone's got two thousand sixteen PTSD and all that kind of stuff, but you know what? I'm just gonna go with like the polls and every person who understands politics that I've been reading online on Twitter and everywhere else, and they're all like, yeah, Biden's got this in the bag unless we literally just have the military call off the election on November third. And uh, then we start turning into a war-torn hellscape. So uh, I really hope it won't be a war-torn hellscape. But if it is, then that's going to be a fun uh, podcast on November 4th when, thankfully, uh, being in Massachusetts, I won't be on the front lines of it. So hopefully I won't be ducking mortar fire from MAGA incels trying to keep the god emperor in power. Uh, now permanently, because we've admitted we're no longer a republic and whoever has the most guns wins and uh, whoever can uh, take the White House by force is actually the champion of America. Yeah, boy howdy, if you're in one of those southern or midwestern states, keep your gun safe unlocked. Your seven to eight firearms need to be readily available for when Thunderdome tries to descend upon you. Yes. Just 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 hope that Trump will be a big boy about this and just and just tap out when he loses. But uh, be prepared for plan B, as it were, because who knows? Who the fuck I need, knows? I need everyone to keep it together. I don't have the body for Mad Max fashion. <laughs> oh, neither do I. Man, nope, nope. When, when, if the apocalypse comes knocking, I'm going to roll over like such a submissive bitch to it and just like probably eat a bullet or whatever. Yep. It's just going to be incredible. Like My zombie apocalypse plan is to just kill myself because <laughs> yeah. I do not have the cardio for a zombie apocalypse. Nope. I do not have the amount of guns. To survive in a Trump Civil War hellscape apocalypse. Nope. So. Yep. It's just like Trump declares martial law, military pouring through America. It's like, well, um, I'm just going to play Cyberpunk 2077 until I get to hear the knock on the door. Then I'm just going to grab the gun I've stolen or purchased from somewhere, just put it under my chin, and goodbye. Go to oblivion. I, d- I don't have the arm to throw a Molotov, but I know how to make them. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe, that'll, maybe that'll be my niche. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll live in a fucking basement bunker for the rest of my life, just producing Molotovs. Yeah, <laughs> just L, just L's ex- incredible Molotovs. Yeah. Like, no, dude, I'm putting the L back into Molotov, baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, it seems like we 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 covered a lot of bases today. Yes. Uh, we we talked we talked about a lot of pop culture references. Uh, we talked somewhat about the QAnon phenomenon. Uh, so uh, I, I, th- I think it's time. I think it's time for for us fucking fat old men to hit that dusty trail. So, Mike, lead us out. Okay, uh, everyone again, uh, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, uh, love146.org for donations. Our word of mouth is much appreciated. Donate to any Democrats you possibly can to help us win this election and save the world. And I've said my piece, so time to get out of here. All right, well, I guess we're, uh, we're, just, gonna ro- we're just gonna roll out. Uh, so, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, this is L. I'm going to be signing off today for Mr. Mike Rains and for Sarge. And yeah. just like always, we're going to count down and then we're going to do our totally organic uh, leaving the podcast catchphrase. So counting down from the top, three, two, one, a good, good speed, speed Patriots. You see, I even counted you in. You couldn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.